Hello and welcome to Make New Mistakes. The show about being in business, being in charge, and being the one to totally screw it up, even from home. <laughs> yes, we constantly screw it up from home. I'm Takia. I'm Melissa. And we are your friendly mistake makers. And this week we are very excited because we have a special guest with us. Today we are welcoming the founder of Geek Girl Strong, a wellness community for those seeking fun and inclusive holistic health coaching experiences. Robin Warren, welcome to Make New Mistakes. Hello. Robin's also going to be the host of a podcast here on Mischief Media, and it's called The Healthy Geek Academy. Is the host. It's out. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> the day after this podcast, so you are maybe listening to this on a Monday, maybe later, um, but the day after this podcast goes up will be Robin's third episode. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Time is a flat circle here yeah. in quarantine land. Timey-wimey. Truly. Timey-wimey. <laughs> um, quickly, you are listening to a Mischief Media podcast. What does that mean, Takia? Mischief Media is our awesome, geeky network full of really great content and podcasts. Things like A Story Most Queer or Extraneous, Jump Scare, Pottercast, Roll Nine and Three Quarters, Healthy Geek Academy. So, so many. So, so many. Go to mischiefmedia.com. Check out all the cool content we have for you. And if you enjoy what we're doing, you enjoy what Mischief represents, consider supporting us on our Patreon, which is gets you a lot of cool extra content, some swag, access to a cool online community where we're talking about all our Animal Crossing habits. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, And baking, my bread baking. And baking, and lots and lots of baking. So you can go to patreon.com slash making mischief. There's that. There's that part. <laughs> Should tell people where to go. <laughs> patreon.com slash making mischief. Also at mischiefmerch.com, we've got a whole line of socially distant merch that you can check out we got the zoom university collection you know i bought like a bunch of things right i bought the no. uh, mug i bought the what day is it mug i bought two <laughs> of the socially distant like introvert stickers mm -hmm. and i got one of the oh the rewatch nice tank. nice 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 i haven't bought mm -hmm. anything yet because it feels weird <laughs> <laughs> But you can go to mischiefmerch.com slash socially distant to check out all those things. Yeah. I'm going to go. I haven't seen them yet. It's cool stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go. It is really out. cool stuff. We should do uh, like yoga pants and tanks and stuff. Should we put <laughs> something about being socially distant right on my butt? <laughs> <laughs> Just an idea. Yes. Just throwing yes, stuff out should. there, you know. And that's and what's great about that is that it's evergreen. When, when this is over, <laughs> you can still wear that because it's good manners exactly be socially distant from my butt. i would wear yeah. that to a real life new york city club because i want to go dancing but i really don't want anyone near me so yes just letting you know exactly the social distance memories will follow us forever yeah uh well cool robin thank you so much for coming on sure. the show where we talk about mistakes um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got where you are now? Sure. So it's kind of long and I'm trying to get better at telling people the story in a nutshell. <laughs> but I uh, went to three different colleges and had five different majors by the time I graduated undergrad with a degree <laughs> in physical education. I became a New York City public school teacher. And during that time... I finished grad school with a degree in health education. So I was doing that for five years before, well, during that time, starting Geek Girl Strong through bartering with people 
after attending a meetup group called Geek Girl Brunch, where a bunch of women were saying that if they had a PE teacher that sounded more like me, they may have had a better experience in school, which is a really great compliment for me to get, and asked me if I trained adults. So I started trying to. <laughs> and uh, May of 2020 actually makes five years that I started Geek Girl Strong. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're out of that like a uh, small business, you know, spiral. I don't Apparently, I don't know. Yes, actually, 96% of businesses fail before four years. Well, thank you yeah. for reminding me about that, because I still feel like such a tiny little like baby <laughs> of a business, as I'm sure you two can relate to. Yeah, you never... I mean, who, who? I don't know about never. Obviously, if we blew up and had hundreds of employees, I would probably think differently. But as of now, you don't ever think of yourself past that stage where it's like one or two people on payroll and everything right. else you just sort of slap together. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, um, while I was kind of starting everything up, I decided that I wanted to uh, make sure that I was well versed in working privately with adults rather than with mm -hmm. 50, five, zero children at a time. Because wow. uh, I always like to <laughs> just drop that that little nugget that in New York City, the that's like an actual gym class is 50 people. Yes, which is why I like to say it, because people don't realize that the legal amount of children allowed in a gym with one adult who is a PE teacher is five, zero, 50 kids wow. to one adult. <gasps> so that's just a that's just a hmm. yeah, it's <laughs> that's a revolution in the making. Absolutely. Yeah, I played lots of Hunger Game themed games with my children uh, <laughs> to appease them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, I did that while also getting certified as a health coach, um, to make sure that I had the scope of practice that I wanted in order to run a business. Well, can you tell us what kind of thing happens at Geek Girl Strong? What the, the, the tack you've taken on, um, adult wellness? Sure. So it basically just started out with me speaking to preteen and teen students of mine who, especially those who were raised as girls um, and speaking to them about them seeming, seemingly having to choose a path. Were they going to be smart and bookish? Were they going to be athletic and a tomboy? Or were they going to be really uh, personable and pretty? Like they had the paths <laughs> and which one were they going to choose uh, rather than realizing that you can be whatever you want and somewhere in between. And then recognizing that in the geeky women that I knew as well, and just realizing that there was really a space to help people take care of themselves um, and to bring their general interests in pop culture and geekdom along with wellness in order to kind of relate to people in a way that they found inspiring and motivating. Very cool. So like what kind of, how do you, how are you integrating geekiness into the like wellness like what like specifically what kind of things do you do or what does that look like on kind of the most simple level when I'm working privately with my clients I mean maybe Takia could speak on it but <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoy being able to in between exercises talk about the most recent fandom related news um, which I think is helpful when relating to your trainer I don't know what you yep, think Takiya. I would agree with okay. that <laughs> Uh, so Robin is also my personal trainer, um, for 
the last like year and a half? Yeah. Two years? Just about. Something like that. And so that's what we're alluding to constantly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think that like having that sort of connection is really helpful. Like as someone who had done like training here or there with people like out of gyms and, you know, like you get like a like your one off um, when you join a gym or the, things like that. Um, it's nice to have someone that like you feel like understands you and is able to break things down in like a useful way yeah um ask you your hogwarts house off the bat yes that's a part of the intake form uh to better understand how to work with you is it really part of your intake (laughs) yeah 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 it says hogwarts house if known i always like to remind people that hogwarts houses are for a school so they're related Mm -hmm. to someone's learning style not just their personality and it's super helpful as an educator um even you know doing health education with private clients and in groups to know people's learning styles and how they approach learning. What's the difference between like training or working with kids and working with adults? Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, the the numbers. So when I'm doing Fangirl Health Club, which is our monthly workout event, which used to happen in person and is now trying <laughs> to happen online. One of the biggest differences is that kids are forced to go to PE. So you're taking a lot Mm. of unwilling participants to Uh try to rally them and get them going. Um, But the biggest difference and the thing that kind of got in the way of me still enjoying teaching was trying to grade kids on their health and grade kids on their athletic abilities when I just wanted to teach them to enjoy those things and to be educated and empowered and informed about those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like giving grades. I mean, that I can imagine that being like tough. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of subjective, honestly. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your fangirl health club going online. Um, obviously, the world <laughs> seems to have gone yeah. online uh, right now because of this pandemic. Um, and that's something that like we're dealing with as well is like, how do you take something that is seems so naturally in person and like it needs to be in person and make it digital or make it online because you can't be face to face with folks. Um, How are you achieving that? I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's, um, you know, doing one on one sessions with people when you're online um, in whatever platform you're using is a little different. Because you can take a lot of time with the person to make sure that they're okay and make sure they're getting things correctly. Um, I'm not there to do like hands-on things, but even with verbal directions or corrections, it's a lot easier when it's just one person um, Uh and I. And I mean, that's in general, but especially when they are trying to look at me on a screen and maybe they're set up at home. I can't see their head and their feet at the same time. Um, (laughs) I mean, Fangirl Health Club wasn't supposed to be a thing. I don't know if I've told you this story, Takia. What? Mm, tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> tell uh, I was never planning to have group classes. And then mm-hmm. someone from someone introduced me to a reporter from News 12. And News 12, a local news station here in New York City for the different boroughs and areas, decided that they wanted to do a story on Geek Girl Strong. And they were like, oh, this is great. So, you know, we can come to one of your classes and shoot some footage and i was like oh okay so in maybe a week and a half i got a group of people together and was just like would you want to come to a class that i'm leading 
And then they all came. It was really great. I felt really good about the class. And News 12 showed up as everyone was walking out the door because it was over. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that sounds so familiar. Mel, is that not like how press happens at events? (laughs) Yeah. And as someone who used to be press, I can tell you how frustrating it is to go. First of all, when you're you know beat reporter, you don't want to write about the event that's happening in two weeks. Right. But it's also not useful to have the the article in the paper when it's over. Absolutely. It's like it's like maybe people would have wanted to know about this yeah. ahead of time. Exactly. It's so hard to get people to sort of get that. Um. But yeah. So yeah, it's one of those serendipity things, though. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing that was supposed to happen. I still didn't get my News Twelve airtime. Um. For for that. Um. But it ended up catching on and we've had it going on for, I think, three years now since that time. So now moving it online when a lot of people have been asking if there are events outside of New York City and I've kind of Mm -hmm. been like, oh, it would be really hard. Now my hand is obviously forced. So (laughs) uh, an, an upside to all of that is that we had people just yesterday join us from Portland, Oregon, uh, Chicago. And there is one other place that I can't remember right now. Are you finding that doing doing this stuff online is giving you ideas about how to about doing things even when all this is over to change sort of your business operations? I think I'm a little scared of that, if that makes sense, where it's like this could work, but also that would be adding on something else to my plate along with going back to the other things that I was already doing. Um, So I don't know if you all can relate to that where it's like, oh, this stuff is really cool and people are enjoying it. But also when this is over, like, don't you guys want the things we were doing before? Yeah, we are having those feelings, especially because right with events, like everything's sort of on pause. And so we're doing a lot to to do what we can do right now. We're focusing on merch. We're focusing on making these Twitch streams. We're focusing on um, enlifting and engaging our audience. Right. And when we're back to full capacity, or like a workload, are the workloads going to be there plus all this other stuff exactly. that we that we are sort of building up right now? So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a definite concern. Yeah, and you know when it comes to fitness and things, I don't know if people realize that you have to have insurance for your fitness business. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I have to fill mm-hmm. out that I have online clients. When I do that every year. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say that I'm training at this particular spot. I have to say that the maximum number of people that I usually have and all of those kinds of things. So that's also something to take into consideration that I don't think everyone quite understands about a business like mine. So if you have a thousand people, say, watching a stream. Right. And you're doing physical activity with them, that's going to affect your insurance. I mean, it could. A lot of the times what people end up doing is putting those like warning, check in with your doctor before you do anything new, yada, yada, yada stuff. Right. But if you were to do things exactly by the book, I would guess that if someone were to do something with thousands of people, that that's something they should take into consideration. Yeah. So it's it's also a reason why Geek Girl Strong doesn't have chapters everywhere, because I've been asked about that too. And I don't think that people quite understand all the training that I've had to do what I do. Which would mean that other people would have to have lots of training and then I would have to have a way of vetting their training to do those things. Uh, So, yeah, if you're asking how does it feel to have to move everything online, it feels like (laughs) it feels like there are going to be a lot more questions than answers at the end of this, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, Robin, as you've built your business, 
Can you think of one big, little, medium-sized mistake that you've made that in, in, in any time between then and now um, that you can identify as one now and what you learned from it? Um, so the one that I was thinking of was that I realized I'm probably going to have to pay for something like Zoom because people are interested in what I'm doing online and the mm-hmm. other platforms that are free um, have a limit. So Google Hangouts, you can have up to 10 people, including yourself. Right. And a mistake that I made was that someone yesterday had joined on one device and then had gotten locked out of it somehow. So joined on another device. And rather than oh, me no. be saying right away, like, no, you can't do that. You have to fix it now. Right. I kind of let it go. And then someone got kicked out and tried to get back in and it was full. So now I feel really bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was one smaller mistake and everything was fine. Everyone was great about it. Uh, but I, I feel really bad about that. So I'm just going to have to invest in some type of software that will allow for me to do all of that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the bigger side, something that I realized was limiting the number of clients and events that I have, which is kind of what we were talking about before, where I can do less things better sometimes rather okay. than just being like, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, I can offer that. <laughs> I got you. You know, digital video streams are hard to discern small facial expressions on, but I am certain Takia was looking at me during that. <laughs> me? I would never. Never. Does never. Does that sound like a familiar experience to you, Melissa? I feel attacked, Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yes. I think it's the Gryffindor side of me that's just like, uh-huh. what? I can do it. I can do that. It's fine. You want I that? I got that. I'll do I that for I'm you. On it. Uh, yeah, just I'll take care of it. I'll do well, it. Why, why, why? Yeah. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is this is scope creep. <laughs> scope. Life scope creep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, then you know, I have a Ravenclaw secondary side to myself that has more recently been like. Ooh, girl, you're going to fall apart if you just stay in this Gryffindor mode forever um, because you're great, but you can't do all of this great. You have to choose. Um, So I've made mistakes in taking on too many clients and not being able to give everyone the attention that they deserve and plan out well and do all of those things. So I've really uh, more recently made the decision to limit the number of clients I work with at once. So like once I get to that number, I don't take anybody else on, even though the money would be nice. Um, Mm. And I try to keep my events to once a month, which is why I'm kind of like, what happens with this online thing when this is over? Is that worth adding in? Because maybe it is. Yeah. And it's a little bit easier in quotes. Easier. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. I think that like that figuring out when to say no um is like a big like big very hard thing to figure out in your professional life yeah um and it's definitely been something that's hard for me yeah i think we've gotten good at it not good i think we've gotten better at it at mischief yeah that's good it i think it's really hard because you you want to take on opportunities you want to make the money that you need and maybe a little bit more than you need (laughs) yeah so you're comfortable i mean That'd be nice. Right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Especially in growth phase and a business, you always worry, like, if I let this opportunity go, was that the big one? Exactly. And so, yeah. And someone a long time ago had told me uh, they were speaking to 
a really uh, well-known comic book writer, and she was kind of like, well, what was your big break? Like, when did you know that you, you could take whatever jobs you wanted and put the other ones to the side and all of that? And this person just said, which big break? Because I thought I had so many. Um, <laughs> and it just seems to be forever evolving in that way. Right. And it's yeah. a good problem yeah. to have. I always say that. It's a problem, but it's a really good problem. And I'm really thankful to have the problem of having to limit myself at times. Right. I always say it's better than the alternative. Absolutely. Yes. Just like birthdays. They're better than the alternative. You know, I never <laughs> thought about it like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I started I started saying it when my mother would get so so down on herself sure. on every birthday and I finally just started yelling at her would you like the alternative and, and you know that's where that, How, so that's where yeah, that wow do you, do you have siblings <laughs> Melissa one I have a sister you're older younger I'm younger y- yeah okay yeah <laughs> I I only ask because I'm an only child and mm-hmm. so I'm all of the placements. I think people get confused and think only children are like completely separate. We're just all of them mixed into one human, which is why we we're are. a mess. Um, That's so funny. But my mother's an only child. Your mother. See, I knew there was something yeah. there because there's there was a, energy. There's an energy. There's a certain type of human <laughs> and conversation that happens between a daughter and a mother where there's an only child involved. Yeah. No, she's, she's, she's like very like only child essence, my mother. She's got to do all the things and has all these wishes. You know, she always says, don't ever have one child because she hated it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, well, I can just put the kid in a bag and take him on vacation, right? Like I can still travel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things. Do we want to jump to mistakes in the news? Let's do it. Okay. Can we talk about Shake Shack returning $10 million to the government? <sighs> can, we, can we please? Can we please? Can you explain? Can you summarize the story, Takia? <laughs> so uh, Shake Shack, as you know, is a giant brand um, that ha- like has franchises all over the place, makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year, um, but because the like Shake Shack itself has less than 500 employees they were able to apply for the paycheck protection plan or program whatever uh (laughs) ppp (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and so they obviously like applied seamlessly got the money and then the the cap the 10 million dollar cap hit the 10 million dollar cap and then the program ran out of money and so a lot of people, there are actually like a lot of large restaurants that are in the same vein that like you wouldn't think would need this, aren't technically small businesses that we like in the way that we think of them um, and have just like applied and gotten the $10 million. Well, but the reason for that is and the reason we're only hearing about restaurants doing this is that there's a franchising rule. So if you're a hotel chain or a restaurant chain in each individual franchise, if it's that can be considered an individual small business. So that's how something like Shake Shack with 6,000 employees can get uh, small business funding. Hmm. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't know that part. So thank you. It's wild. It's wild. But also, honestly, for me, crazier still is that they're like giving the money back. So after receiving the loan, Shake Shack was able to secure funding elsewhere because, again, they make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And so, you know, can 
go to sell stock and like go to investors yeah. and like make up the money elsewhere. Also, they didn't need it. They had it. This well, $10 million is a drop in the bucket for them. That's my whole thing. Why did they apply in the first place? Just in case. So it's, I'm, I'm, well, that's what I'm sort of like. Because they could. If you're a Shake Shack and you're like, well, I can get free $10 million from the government, why wouldn't I? I sort of, I sort of yeah. see it. Uh, oh, I fully see it. Like, <laughs> Logically, I see it. And honestly, all of the news reports are talking about, like, all of the uh, statements that Shake Shack has given talk about how the uh, information about the loan was coming out in, like, a lot of random ways, and they weren't exactly sure, like, what it would look like, and so they just applied to be safe. Do you know and, what? Like, I again, get that. <laughs> I get that. We went through this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get um, it, I guess. But I, I think it's know. actually, like, honestly, I think it's really cool. Not only that they are giving the money back, but also that they're doing a press blitz about it because it's going to add pressure to sure. other companies like that are in the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Ruth Chris got $20 million for two of its yeah. chains. And it has even more money to draw from. And the the idea that you're a really big company. You're publicly traded. You can get this money in so many places that you were able to apply not only at all, but first. They were in the first batch. They even held uh, mm-hmm. independent contractors and self-employed people back a week and the fund run out, run out before any of those people could apply. So just the fact that they didn't say, all right, well, uh, businesses with less than 100 people, you go you go first and then businesses with that are in the franchise rule you go second but if you're in the franchise rule and you have uh public trading or your market cap is blah 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 or whatever your capitalization is they could have stepped it out but they didn't so if you're if you're shake shack it's not only that you have so much money Mm -hmm. it's that you walk into the bank and you have a squadron of people devoted to you and we know personally to how one good relationship can change the game. So if you're somebody with hundreds of millions of dollars in a bank, they're going to devote Absolutely. the world to you. Yeah. And as a single member or a sole member LLC, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it wasn't even available to me until yeah. a week after everyone yeah. else's applications were in. Yep. Did you get Did you get through? I, I haven't tried yet because I haven't needed to, but... By the time the Friday came around, a lot of it was mm-hmm. gone. Right. But this <laughs> Honestly, is, this is you are exactly what Shake Shack right. is not. Right. You're like, Absolutely. am I affected? I'm not yet affected. I'm going to leave the money in that fund for people who are affected. And Shake Shack is affected, but Shake Shack's not in danger. Right. And and that's why I'm yeah, not a great but- capitalist. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Robin, that was a bad business decision. You should have oh, like, <laughs> right what I right to say that. <laughs> No, I get the, free money. get the free money. There, there are things about me as a business person that uh, I, I don't think like a capitalist a lot of the times. Enough, <laughs> enough. Not, not that I don't yeah. at all. So, so yeah, you said it's really cool. I think it's brazenly opportunistic. I think they were looking at people walking past Shake Shack on the street when this was all over, and it's just a PR move. I was wondering that. I think if yes, there wasn't a, but it's great. <laughs> But it's, it's great. Right? It's a great like, PR move. This is so smart. Well, but here's my question: the bank. This goes to the bank. The bank gives them ten million dollars. When they give it back, are they giving it back to the SBA loan fund? I don't think so. I think they're just giving it back to the bank. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. That's. I think that that is interesting. Um, I don't know what the terms of the like SBA fund delegation to banks looks like. Right. Like. Right. 
It might go back. It well, might, if you're Chase. I mean, it increases the capacity for Chase to give more money, right? But I don't know well, but if like each bank were, was allocated a specific amount or they're applying through and hit the cap. Like, I don't know what any of this looks like. I don't know. I do know that every lender gets a certain percentage as a bonus. So every mm. loan that Chase got through, they got a percentage of that loan. And it's and it's and it's capped so that they got the most sort of like in the middle. So a loan of like up to 350000 they got, I think, 2 or 3% of that. So mm-hmm. when, say it's Chase, when Shake Shack comes back and says, here's $10 million, does Chase give it back and say, okay, take our bonus too? Because like 3% of $10 million is not an insignificant amount of money. No. If I'm Chase, I take the $10 million and I split it up and whatever that like max bonus in the middle is, I do enough like more loans at that level because that's how you maximize your bonus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that it's, I mean, I guess it's going back in the fund and then there, or it's just going back and then they'll just process as many as they can. But if the SBA fund is not open because there's no money in it, how can they, I don't, I don't know how this works. A lot of questions. I had the same thought as Melissa that it seemed like a PR stunt and not that it's not a great one. It there are just, good ones. It, it's yeah. a really good one. It it came off that way to me right away. Right. And then it begs the question, are, are can PR stunts be, is it okay for it to be a PR stunt? Was it a worse move to not do this PR stunt? Like this is like a, the case of a PR stunt being like, yeah, that's what you should have done and you should have done it from the beginning, but we'll take it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, one, I find things like this really interesting and like I enjoy the PR stunts because like at at my heart, I'm a capitalist, even though capitalism is terrible. But I also don't think it takes away from the fact that they acknowledge that they don't need this money and are like giving it back in some capacity. Like what happens from that moment is kind of not on them, but they are trying to say that and by making it a like what like a big public statement, they are hopefully going to put pressure on the banks and the and other franchises so that like this money is used in the way that it should be that they want it to be. Do you think it will be? That's what I don't trust. I want to hear from I don't the know. bank. I want to know what happens next. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I have no way of knowing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's was wild. So it is, it is wild. It's pretty. It's it's cool. It's a. It was a cool. And I don't even know. I don't even know who made the mistake in this. Was it the? I think it's the SBA. Honestly, to- <laughs> like, absolutely. The mistake? the mistake is that the Treasury passes a thing. SBA changed all the rules. So now, yes. now it's supposed to be that you get refunded for the portion that you use on payroll. And yes. you, but now the SBA changed their guidelines to say that if you don't use 75% on payroll, you may not get forgiven for the, any part of it whatsoever. Yeah. I was listening to your last episode talking about dealing with your bank and just like what you didn't know and how much you mm-hmm. were helped. And I think that's kind of where a lot of people who are on, in my shoes where it's like it's only me I only pay myself to live and I don't understand what I'm going to be responsible for fully after all of this is done. So it it was less like, I will take the government's money if they want to give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was less that and more concern about just the dissemination of information has been so poor through all of this (laughs) um, in, in every which way that it's just sort of difficult to know what what's going to happen to me after this. So is the risk that I don't fully understand worth it for me personally right now? Right. I right. think it was more that. Maybe I should have just asked Akia. 
because she's making a face. So <laughs> next no, time I'll just not- ask Akia. All I, all I do is bother the hell out of our captain just nonstop. <laughs> Poor Herman. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. His, it's his fault for answering the text. Because yeah. <laughs> now now you're allowed to defer defer payroll taxes. Yes. I heard until about that. 2021. Half in 2021, half at the end of 2022, which is like legitimately 20 months away to pay half your payroll taxes. But here's a trick. Once you find out from the bank that your PPP was 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 granted as uh as as a whatever as a as a grant that you don't have to repay yeah, it forgiven then you aren't allowed to s- defer your payroll taxes anymore huh. so it's a little bit like them saying like all right you've benefited enough from the government you're sure. done on the one hand i get on the other hand giant corporations just get free bailouts sure and yeah. so when small businesses are only getting loans that they have to prove have to be repaid yeah. and then they can't they can defer their payroll taxes only a little bit it's yeah it's you know, it's maddening a little bit. And then all yeah. these giant corporations by default have reserves, 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 because you can't be that big without lots and lots of reserve. So it's frustrating to a small business owner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all of it. Don't start me on this. I can go I can go on for hours. No, um, I'm just staying <laughs> quiet because you and I can totally turn this podcast into the Gryffindor's Cry Injustice podcast. Yeah! Um. <laughs> Do it! Let's I'm, fix it. I'm just gonna sit I'm over a, here, <laughs> like a Ravenclaw, not saying. Right. Well, I can see both sides. <laughs> I'm a secondary Hufflepuff, so when I feel Oof. that Gryffindor injustice, oh, you feel. So then much. I get angry at the unfairness, yeah. like the anger, like it's like a doubling of being so mad mm-hmm, of the injustice, the you injustice feel of everything. I feel. I feel things. I we are total opposites, Melissa. <laughs> I am yeah. a Ravenclaw Slytherin, yep. and so yeah. I literally am just like, hmm, I mean, logic, yeah. But shoe yeah. on the other foot, wouldn't you do that? <laughs> or like, yeah. But you know, we we need we need both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to think that the path for fairness is a just one. The fight for fairness is a is a is a worthy endeavor, is what I meant to say. Um, you know. I, yeah, I agree. I yeah. just you know the world whatever the world it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna breathe deeply <laughs> our next section is mistakes this week i think robin you alluded to yours earlier yeah with the uh it was the the full google hangout situation and now realizing that i'm just gonna have to make an investment in some of these services to make sure that people get into an event that they wanted to be in <laughs> with me so yeah fair enough yeah what about you Takia? i well i rescheduled a meeting with quickbooks this morning because i like got an email about it a half hour before it was supposed to start and i had completely and utterly forgotten about it um so that's a, i do that a lot like just completely forget about things um but you know no 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 harm no foul no harm no foul um, I'm, I'm going to wave myself out of this one this week. Here's, here's, here's this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a, I'm sure there's a sports term. I don't, it's a buy, I guess. I think we are all just getting through it right now. And the mistakes are just part of it. The mistakes are just not even mistakes right now. They're just things that happened. I can tell you about a bread making mistake. That was a fun one. It's not a business mistake though. So business mistakes, I'm waving away. We're getting through it. We're keeping our company alive during a goddamn pandemic so you know (laughs) everything that goes into that mix i'm gonna call good what wasn't good was when i made gluten-free bread 
and I just <laughs> got some yeast because the yeast is really hard to get right now. So it I is. felt really lucky that I got some at the store and it's fresh yeast. And I was like, what? It's just it's the same, but it's fresh. And so I just took the amount and threw it in the mix. It's not what you do. Mm-mm. When the bread loaf came out, it was real super yeasty, no. smelly, gross, and like fell apart when I touched it. Ooh. And then I did some Googling and I learned how to properly bake bread. So don't throw your fresh yeast. It's a whole thing. You got to put it in water. You got to wait for it to activate. Then you got to pour it in. It's a whole thing. So, I didn't know that. So thanks. Yeah. If you get fresh yeast, which comes in like a little block. Oh, uh, okay. Just yes, I've seen that. Google how to use it. There. That's my mistake. That's me. <laughs> I did overmix my challah. You overmixed your challah? Yeah, it was. It looks pretty, and it tasted fine. It's just it was a little too. Uh, the dough was a little too tough when I was breeding it. Are you like kneading it and developing your like kneading style? Because gluten free bread you don't need. You mix it up. You pour it in a pan. Oh yeah, no. I have a stand mixer, so Got I've it. just been like using dough hooks and yeah. Uh, I think this segues perfectly into self care. Yeah. Robin, what's your what's some of your favorite self-care things? Um, <clears throat> some big ones for me have been to just stand outside um, since it's hard to stay socially distanced because mm-hmm. people don't follow the rules in New York City. They do not. Yeah. So I just go out into our very small shared garden that we have in the back here and just stand. Sometimes I do like a mindfulness exercise, which is just to list two things I hear, two things I see and two things I feel. Um, it takes almost no time at all. I feel a little bit better. Deep. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little deep when I'm alone. (laughs) And then just staying physically active. Um, that's always been a big go-to coping mechanism for me, for me. I wasn't doing it as often as I needed to through the first part of this. And I realized I needed to do it more. So that's what's been happening. I've been planning it out on a calendar and doing some type of movement every day, even if that means one minute of it. I had a day last week where I felt like, all right, I need to get control of this like physical feeling. And there, it's not about weight or anything. It's not about the COVID-15 or whatever. It's not, it's not <laughs> that. It's that I was just very all mm-hmm. over the place with my, with my mm-hmm. exercise. So I remembered when I used to work, used to work at home early I would I would do three days three days on one day off four days on one day off that was just my pattern and I would I would walk or run and and do like a strength thing and it, I remember I just remembered this week of it being a very fulfilling and hard and good for me yeah. routine and so I got back to it on I think That's Friday great. and so like you know first three days down so getting into that sort of mode where I used to go to the gym every day and now you know nope. yeah um, and then I let myself sort of exist <laughs> right now and let myself off the hook a lot. So I got myself back in a swing in this past week. So that's my self-care. Yeah. The other thing is uh, beauty masks. I've been doing, I've been going through my store uh, of beauty masks because I get. Me too. They're just sitting in my dress. I never use them. Same. It feels great. I just did it right before this recording. That's why I keep touching my face. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. So smooth. It feels so good and smooth. It was like a chocolate, like Ooh. smelling thing. It was amazing. Oh, it came in my FabFit fun box great. that I no longer get. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> I didn't need it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's our self care this week. So, Robin, tell us a little bit about Healthy Geek Academy before we wrap things up. Well, I'm I've been telling everyone on the internet that I'm so nervous about doing this that I spoke to my therapist about it, and that's what I'm going to start 
this description off with. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, we're going to talk about it again cool. tomorrow, the day that the podcast comes out, which is a Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> tomorrow being April 21st. I know you're probably hearing this later. Why are you nervous? Why are you nervous? Oh, well, you know, my therapist and I discovered that I have that very common geek fear of being rejected and or accepted and how you're received by groups of people. Uh, so that mm, seems mm-hmm. to run very deeply in my heart. And <laughs> I, uh, I just want to be good. I, that's all that it really is. I just want to be good at anything that I do because I'm a Gryffindor, as we were mentioning before. <laughs> and if I don't win the house cup, I'm going to cry. I, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> but the podcast, I'm, re- I'm actually very excited about it. And that's why I'm so nervous because it's something that I feel mm-hmm. passionate about and want to do well because I like it a lot. And we're basically going to be taking the things that I've started with Geek Girl Strong, talking about wellness relating it to fandom, finding how they intertwine and interplay with each other, and teaching the listener, and then bringing on people that I know and that we reach out to to talk about their own wellness journeys. Fantastic. That sounds great. Well, I'm really excited. It's been in the works for a while. So go to whatever you are listening on right now. Type in Healthy Geek Academy and subscribe because we're going to have a lot of fun there. You're going to learn cool things. Create We're going to create a community together. It's going to be um, excellent. And it's about wholeness. It's about whole health, not Absolutely. just strength nope. or, you know, mental health, mental wellness. It's yes. everything. Um, and you, t- you take a very holistic approach to everything, which is, which yeah. is pretty great. So I'm excited to help... Uh, to help i'm excited to see you all are absolutely helping so <laughs> you used the right word <laughs> so thank you robin thank you so much for coming on make new mistakes thank you for having me do we want to remind people of things to do to kia yes 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 you can continue this conversation online we're at new mistakes pod everywhere or you can find us on mischiefmedia.com see you there see ya thank you bye bye